our focus on business this morning with Muller's Funeral Homes, MullersFuneralHomes.com. Now, normally, Amy is the one who comes in, Amy Kaufman. She's taking care of some family things today. And so, Chad, you're part of the family. You're, you, I am, you and Amy are, I am Amy's cousin. So her father, Jay, and my mother were brother and sister. Okay. And one of the partners in Muller's Funeral Homes, helping to, to operate that on a regular basis. And while we, of course, there's a lot of different things that we could talk about specific to Muller's Funeral Homes and the legacy that they have here in the Tri-Cities, uh, really want to bring some attention today to another family member of yours. Yes, my cousin, Steve Bailey. Um, he passed away July 17th a firefighter for 33 years with the Kennewick Fire Department and paramedic. And he went back to 9-11 with an incident management team to help with the recovery efforts there. And he was there for approximately three weeks. And he ultimately contracted a rare leukemia. And uh, he found out two years ago and passed away almost two years to the date. And they're, because he did it while he was a Kennewick firefighter, uh, they are considering this an in-the-line-of-duty death because he acquired it while working. And we're having a service for him uh, this Saturday, the 12th. Very good. Now, there has been a lot of controversy about the the different really rare, like you said, cancers and other illnesses that first responders have acquired as a result of that have all sort of been connected. You know, we talk about contact tracing right now, right? And so a similar situation where we've seen all these first responders who did respond to ground zero in New York after 9-11 as a result of just all of the chemicals and, you know, years and your asbestos and everything that was in the air as a result of uh, the explosions and things that happened there. And so there has been a lot of legislative work that's gone into making sure that those first responders, uh, the, the illnesses that they acquired as a result of that are recognized as being attributed to the work that they did at uh, Ground Zero in New York. And so um, it's devastating that your family has lost somebody who really was a pillar of the community and and sacrificed so much for uh, his family and for uh, the people in the city of Kennewick um, to have to, you know, have that happen to, to get sick like that. But um, really grateful for the legislative work that's gone into making sure that he gets the recognition that he deserves. And the city of Kennewick and the Kennewick Fire Department has really made sure that their brother gets the recognition that he deserves as well. That's correct. It's uh, um, it's bigger than all of us, this uh, procession that we're going to have this weekend, um, starting at Station 1 in downtown Kennewick. And it will end up at Desert Lawn Memorial Park, but there will be up to about 30 fire vehicles and apparatus um, processing from Station 1 up to the cemetery. And that's what I came to kind of talk about is people are encouraged if they'd like to show support um, for honoring Steve, they can line the procession, of course, with social distancing and the governor's rules and, you know, wave an American flag or stand there and watch this procession go by. His urn will be in the lead uh, fire engine. They call it the Kaysen. And uh, the family will be right behind that. And it's uh, it, it should be a very neat honor and something 
most people would be proud to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, we haven't had to do a lot of line of death uh, ceremonies here in Kennewick in the Tri-Cities. So it is going to be a really unique opportunity. Uh, you know, we all so appreciate the work that our first responders do from our police officers to our uh, deputies and uh, troopers, firefighters, paramedics. And there's been a lot of opportunity to really honor the work that they've been doing as a result of being you know, essential workers and being out and exposing themselves, especially paramedics and firefighters who are working directly with COVID patients who are being taken to the hospital. And so um, this, again, is another opportunity for us to to honor Steve's life and to honor all of our first responders in the Tri-Cities. That's correct. The, um, the, the family is very appreciative of this, but it also shows all the other firefighters and paramedics, law enforcement, that when things like this happen, they can be a part of a ceremony that honors all of them. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Chad from Muller's Funeral Homes, MullersFuneralHomes.com. And uh, again, we'll have more information. Do you, Have you posted any of this on the Muller's website? I, I don't believe it has been yet. Okay. All right. We're going to put this up on the, the 610kona.com website. So you'll be able to see the map of where the procession is supposed to go and some more information about Steve and his life and, and the legacy that he's leaving as a first responder. And we're talking with Chad from Muller's Funeral Homes, MullersFuneralHomes.com. And we're talking about this procession that's happening this weekend in the city of Kennewick, honoring your cousin, Steve Bailey, who passed away about a month and a half ago. July 17th. Yeah. As a result of a really rare uh, blood leukemia that uh, he acquired as a result of working down at the World Trade Center in New York right after 9-11. And so there is this procession that's going to happen this weekend. It is a typical line of duty death procession that they're going to be doing to honor him and to honor his uh, legacy as a firefighter. 33 years he was with the Kennewick Fire Department. And then in retirement, he volunteered with the incident management management team for uh, wildfires in the Northwest. So he did that up to two years ago. Wow. As he then, you know, started a battle with uh, cancer. So let's talk a little bit about some of the logistics of the procession that's going to happen this weekend. Yes. Uh, uh, so Saturday um, the 12th at 1010 a.m. from Station 1 on down on Auburn, it will um, uh, proceed west on 6th Street to Dayton. And then go north on Dayton to Kennewick Avenue. It will pass by our original funeral home, Chapel of the Falls, at first in Dayton. And there is parking there. I am offering people, um, if they want to, uh, if that's a place they need parking, there is a parking lot there. They're welcome to. Uh, when we get to Kennewick Avenue, the procession will uh, go west on Kennewick Avenue to uh, Union Street. And there are plenty of places along Kenwick Avenue for people to park and stand on sidewalks. Um, uh, once it's gotten to Union, it will take a, a left, which is south on Union, up to Desert Lawn Memorial Park on 10th and Union. And that's where uh, they will have the the two ladder trucks with the really large flag and mm-hmm. 
the the procession will go through into the cemetery and fire trucks and firefighters that aren't going to be part of the private ceremony were only allowed so many people at the graveside they will break off and continue on union and go back to go back to work but uh, we are encouraging people if they would like to be a part of this that is the route that uh, we will take and you are welcome to uh, stand outside and honor uh, Steve as uh, the fire trucks go by. And this is a really great opportunity. It's something really simple to get kids involved with. To you know, It doesn't involve a lot of time. You might be standing out there for 10 or 15 minutes as the procession goes by and uh, you know, really show a show of support for the Mueller family and for Steve and his family, as well as every single firefighter and paramedic who's under so much pressure. You know, we think about our hospital workers and and our uh, paramedics who are really the literally the frontline workers in COVID-19, just as they were at, on 9-11 and in the aftermath of 9-11 down at Ground Zero. That's correct. I mean, these people uh, are putting themselves at risk on a day day in and day out basis especially with these fires we had oh my gosh that they're they're terrible but it's um i'm glad we have these people who do this selflessly Mm -hmm. and let's just say no fires are allowed this weekend (laughs) no fires (laughs) because we want all of the firefighters and paramedics and other first responders who want to take part in the procession to be able to do that and not get called away to fires that we had we had our fill last weekend and then one unique thing that will take place at the graveside that people are won't won't be able to see or or hear, but those who are on with Ccom, mm-hmm. they do a last call, and that'll be the last thing at uh, I believe it's uh, nine fifth or excuse me ten I'm sorry uh, ten fifty nine last alarm, and that will go out on over all radios uh, in the Tri Cities. Very, very cool. And those always make me cry every single time. We're talking with Chad from Muller's Funeral Homes, taking a little bit of a different conversation this morning. Normally, Amy Kaufman is here hanging out, but she's got some family things to do today. And so we, we let her we let her do that. But fortunately, Chad is pinch hitting and doing a fabulous job. And you're ta- we're talking about something that you are have some great personal knowledge about your cousin who uh, passed away on July 17th, uh, 33 years, firefighter with the Kenwick Fire Department. And you were just telling me that he's a second-generation firefighter. Yeah, he followed in the footsteps of his father, Gene Bailey. Um, he went to the. He was also in the Air Force. Oh. And then when he came back from the Air Force, he signed up with the Kenwick Fire Department. And I think he was actually one of the first people in the Tri-Cities area to go through the paramedic course Uh and graduate. Very cool. So he was a firefighter paramedic. I would imagine he probably had a lot of really interesting stories to tell. Many stories. (laughs) And he also helped out in the funeral home business for a little while as a a teenager and uh, worked at the cemetery. So he knew both sides of funeral home and uh, firefighter, paramedic, but the stories, of course, are crazy. Some things you only only talk about amongst family or fi- <laughs> other firefighters, right? <laughs> so, talk a little bit about Steve as a person. What was he like? Steve could never sit still. He um, 
he as a when I was a little kid, he'd invite me down to the fire station and got to sit in the fire truck and the ambulance and I just thought that was the coolest thing on the planet. And they looked so big as a kid. Uh, he also volunteered at the um, uh, high school football games as a paramedic, and he'd have the ambulance there. And um, when I'd go to the high school football games, I would sneak down, and he'd let me on the field. And then sometimes he'd let me go look in the ambulance again. I mean, he just he anything that had to do with sporting events or helping out. He even uh, volunteered as a um, with the Tri City Americans to aid when someone got a cut or broken leg or what have you help he loved uh helping the community and and to him it was fun it wasn't that he was i don't think he thought of himself as helping he just did it because that's what he was passionate about and it's so rewarding when you have a job that you are passionate about and and you know just being able to do what you love and when you have a job like that that also you get to engage with the community and end up touching so many lives in the process and his wife, Kathy, will say this to the, to this day, after he passed, she was doing a few things like taking his car to get it washed. And the lady there um, knew who Steve was. And she's like, I'm finding out so many people knew Steve. And he that's how he was. He put himself out into the community, always friendly, always talking to people and and love this love, love this area. Mm-hmm. So there is going to be a ceremony this weekend honoring Steve as a an, a line of duty death, which is a really unique honor. Now, of course, we don't ever want to lose any of our firefighters or paramedics. We want them to live nice long lives well into retirement. But there are situations where uh, they, you know, they are literally putting their lives at risk every single day. And we're so blessed to not have this happen very often. So because of Steve's connection with 9-11, if you were just tuning in, we were talking earlier about the fact that uh, he had responded with an incident management team, incident command team to Ground Zero in New York right after September 11th in 2001. And they're able to directly connect the leukemia that he contracted developed uh, later on down the road as a result of his exposure to different elements at uh, Ground Zero. So because of that direct connection to his job as a first responder going to New York with that team, uh, his death is considered a line of duty death. That's correct. Yeah. So uh, because of that, uh, you know, firefighters, they're going to honor their own in every way possible. And so this weekend on Saturday morning, there will be a procession in Steve's honor. That's the procession we talked about from first in down in downtown in Auburn Mm -hmm. all the way to Desert Lawn Memorial Park. And um, there's several fire engines from local areas participating uh, the Kennewick Police Department will help with the procession at the intersections, and they're only going to drive between 25 and 30 miles an hour, no sirens, just lights on. And uh, uh, we encourage people, if they'd like to come out and honor Steve and all firefighters and paramedics, um, to line the the parade route. It's not a parade. It's a procession and uh, and give honor to Steve. Now, this is going to start Saturday morning at 10 minutes after 10 
at the Kenwick Fire Station right next to the Kenwick Police Department on Auburn. And then it'll take a, a tour, a tour, the, the route will be down past Kenwick High School. So it's going to go past City Hall, uh, past Kenwick High School, down to Kenwick Avenue, and then uh, heading down Kenwick Avenue all the way down to Union. So you may experience Saturday morning some traffic delays, and we appreciate everyone just pausing and uh, letting the procession go by. Please don't honk. Don't flash your lights. Just uh, take the opportunity to to honor the this procession as it's going by. Uh, and then it'll head down Union to Desert Lawn Memorial and uh, Muller's Funeral Home Chapel there at 10th and Union. And uh, again, you're encouraged to participate with social distancing. Now, I've lived on military bases before when there has been a, a soldier who's passed away from the base. And everybody participates. I mean, if the procession's going by a school, all the kids from the school, the Department of Defense, you know, fifth graders, uh, they all come out and stand along the road and honor the procession as it's going by. So it I would think it's be amazing, beautiful sight. <laughs> it, it is. And um, it's very touching. And you cannot help but feel a sense of patriotism. Absolutely. Yeah. So please take some time Saturday morning to head out along that parade route, not parade route, procession route. And uh, I'll put up the map on our website as well as on our Facebook page. And I know you've got it on the Muller's Funeral Home uh, Facebook page. And the city of Kennewick has posted information on their Facebook page as well. The local firefighters union has also posted Mm -hmm. um, encouraging people if they'd like to pay respects they can yeah and so you know just go stand out on the sidewalk try not to you know block traffic and uh just take that time 10 15 20 minutes max you'll be out there and uh you know bring flags um signs of support would be great um and just remember that this is a a somber event and to uh you know just keep that in mind as the procession goes by we're talking with Chad Rydell from Muller's Funeral Homes, MullersFuneralHomes.com. And uh, kind of a unique conversation that we get to have today because we're talking about your cousin, Steve Bailey, who is a firefighter with the Kenwick Fire Department for 33 years. And, uh, you know, of course, we, we've been talking about this procession that's happening this weekend, Saturday morning, starting at 1010. And, uh, you know... I've seen some of the back and forth about this that's been going on, and it has been many, many, many weeks in the making to to make this procession happen. Yes, we've had um, at least four meetings sit down with Kathy, the wife, and several of the um, people involved with putting this together. And uh, we've actually had uh, um, people from the west side who are – unable to and some that are going to be here on a conference call so it's um it takes a a a lot of people to make this thing happen so um there is of course going to be a lot of participation with social distancing from um our local fire departments uh, as this procession takes place talk a little bit about that process of planning there are certain things that the in the line of duty deaths um the plans are uh, this is how it will be. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the wife Kathy was, um, and Steve said this before he passed. I want, I don't want a long drawn out memorial service for me. Um, so we were able to cut a few things. Kathy had that um, ability, and uh, we got it fine tuned so that everything that the firefighters wanted to honor Steve is put in, and. Kathy um, is happy that it will ra roughly last 30 minutes at the graveside, which is only for uh, family uh, due to the uh, mandate of having 30, 30 people or less at gravesides outdoors right now. So, mm -hmm. But uh, I, I want to give some thanks to some people that have worked hard putting this out. Uh, Captain Brian Ellis has been the procession coordinator. Uh, the department liaison is uh, Deputy Chief uh, Neil Hines. He is really um, coordinated with the people from the other side of the state to make this happen. And I also want to acknowledge our Tri-Cities Firefighters Honor Guard, uh, who Andy Stryback has uh, uh, put these people in place that will fold the flag, um, help with the bell ringing. That's part of the little ceremony and the, the the flag will Steve's actual flag that will be present, presented to the family at the graveside will be hanging at station one mm -hmm. and they'll bring it down and fold it and it'll go with his urn in the lead case and engine up to the cemetery that's very cool it's really neat you know and there's usually a lot of history involved and and ceremony and and things like you said you know this is just the the ceremony that they have in place because of you know so much tradition and you talked as well about the fact that there will be some bagpipes at the end the uh seattle or the puget sound firefighters pipes and drums are going to be uh, at the private ceremony and when when everything is concluded they will play Amazing Grace and mm -hmm. walk off in the distance, and that will conclude the service f for the family at the graveside. But I'm sure uh, there won't be a dry eye, even from the firefighters. I had one who said, can I help do the audio because I can be over in the corner and I don't have to stand next to anybody. I said, no, that's not a problem. <laughs> I need all the help yeah. I can get. <laughs> Well, and they really do, you know, this isn't just a, a rote experience for them. You know, they they do, they they recognize the sacrifices that they make that, you know, a lot of people, you know, you talk about the fact that they put their, their lives on the line on a regular basis, but just the schedules that they have to keep and, and the working, you know, sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and I'll look at the Pulse Point app, which is an app that I can see, you know, how many calls firefighters and paramedics were called out to and it's like oh my gosh like nobody slept last night because they this this is what they do and, and they've adopted this lifestyle and and most of them are just super passionate about what they do and they love being able to to help and i know that steve was one of those who you know you were talking about the fact that even after he retired he was still listening to the police scanner to hear those calls that are toned out he carried his radio uh, with him at all times, and you would always hear the tones. Anytime you're around Steve, he had his re radio on his hip or sitting on the table next to him. And really uh, a big loss for, I know, the entire Mueller family as well as uh, for the entire community because he was such a, a, a giver and, and really gave so much. So we're really hoping to see lots of folks lined up along the procession route uh, this Saturday. It uh, starts at 10.10. Again, downtown, 
the fire station in Kennewick, right next to Pasco or Pasco, the Kennewick Police Department across from City Hall. It's going to go down Auburn and then end at the Desert Lawn Memorial. So hopefully lots of folks will come out on the procession. Chad, thanks so much for coming in and chatting with this, me this morning. Thank you for having me, Jenna.